1: Jesus said, no one can serve two masters. Either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will be loyal to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. It can't be done. You cannot possibly be loyal to money, financial success, and be loyal to Jesus Christ at the same time. It won't work. I didn't say that. Jesus did. He says, you have to choose where your allegiance is going to lie. In a
0: society that's so focused on worldly treasures, it's tempting for us as believers to get caught up in this also. Today, Pastor Robert reminds us that we can't serve Jesus and financial gain. We must choose where our loyalty will lie. When you realize that all you have is from God, you'll be more willing to serve Him with your money. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now here's Pastor Robert in the book of Acts chapter 19 with today's message. His love is the
1: You could worship anybody else. They didn't care. You could worship as many different gods as you wanted, but Caesar needed to be one of them. And these Asiarchs apparently either had converted, and I kind of doubt that, just because of the fact that it'd be really hard to continue to represent Caesar as a god and also follow Christ. You know what I'm saying? It'd be impossible. But it seems that what was going on is that Paul was ministering to them. That's fascinating in and of itself, the fact that he didn't slam them, he didn't condemn them and attack them. You don't make friends that way, right? And yet. They thought enough of Him and were concerned enough for Him that they sent a message to Him begging Him not to go into the theater. So it seems they were at least on the path to conversion, on the path to uh, to accepting Christ. Verse 32 says, Some therefore cried one thing and some another. For the assembly was confused. Most of them didn't know why they had come together. You just had a mob mentality there in the theater. Some knew what it was about and others were just there because... You enjoy the adrenaline and the emotion. A lot of people screaming and the rest come in to find out what everybody's screaming about. Verse 33 says, They drew Alexander out of the multitude, the Jews putting him forward. And Alexander motioned with his hand, wanted to make his defense to the people. But when they found out he was a Jew, all with one voice cried out for about two hours, Great is Diana of the Ephesians when the city clerk had quieted the crowd, he said, Men of Ephesus, what man is there who does not know that the city of the Ephesians is temple guardian of the great goddess Diana and of the image which fell down from Zeus? Therefore, since these things cannot be denied, you ought to be quiet and do nothing rashly. For you've brought these men here who are neither robbers of temples nor blasphemers of your goddess." Therefore, if Demetrius and his fellow craftsmen have a case against anyone, the courts are open, and there are proconsuls. Let them bring charges against one another. But if you have any other inquiry to make, it should be determined in the lawful assembly, for we are in danger of being called in question for today's uproar, there being no reason which we may give to account for this disorderly gathering. When he said these things, he dismissed the assembly. This city clerk was another official of Rome, and apparently they knew who he was. You know, this wasn't a small town. Maybe just the way, you know, the way he was dressed or something. Maybe there was some official outfit that he wore. We think of a clerk as someone who, you know, sits behind a desk or not an executive kind of a position, but in this context and and in the Roman world, the city clerk, it was a position of importance, it was a position of authority. And so when he stepped up there in the theater, which, by the way, you know, the one of the unique things about it, we visit one in Caesarea. When you go to Israel, one of the places they take you is a theater there on the, literally on the Mediterranean coast. It, it backs almost right up to the Mediterranean in Caesarea, where the Roman governor's palace was for Judea. That theater, it's not as large as this one. It still probably seats several thousand people, and they've restored it. You can stand on the stage and without a sound system speak in a normal voice and everybody can hear you. It's, the acoustics are just amazing. And you know, when you don't have a sound system, you have to create something like that if, if you want to be able to speak to large groups of people. And so they, they did that. And so this guy steps up and he says, Now, you folks need to calm down because these men have done nothing to justify this riot and we're going to be in trouble. And what he's implying here, what he's suggesting to them, is that there was going to be martial law in Ephesus. This was the Roman Empire. They didn't put up with disorder and upheaval and that kind of thing. And he says, you know, do you want Roman troops in here to restore order? We can't give a good reason for this. If you have a complaint, take it to court. If you have some legitimate dispute... Then go to the courts, go to the proconsuls, they're available and deal with this the right way. But for now, you need to be quiet and go home before you get yourselves into trouble. And so they they did. They all scattered, they they went home, and and that was that. But as we consider this story and you know, this event and what was taking place here, I see a couple of applications that I think we can draw out of it to apply to our lives. The first one is this. I want you to take note of the fact that the worship of Artemis was a moneymaker. Did you catch that? It was a moneymaker. The worship of Artemis in Ephesus was a moneymaker. The first thing out of this guy's mouth. What was Demetrius' problem with Paul? We make a lot of money with this that's the pro- you know this guy's turning people away and they're not buying our stuff anymore they're not buying our little silver images anymore not only that before you know it they're not even going to be coming to the temple is going to be in disrepute in other words nobody's going to be coming to even look at the temple this is going to be a disaster unless we do something worship was a money maker now folks that's a problem when worship is a money maker The wrong God is being served. That's always true. Always. Now, they claimed to be worried about Diana, right? They weren't. They were worried about mammon. In Matthew chapter 6, flip over there real quick. Jesus is the one who brings that demon to our attention. Matthew 6 verse 24 and This is Jesus himself teaching part of what we commonly know as the sermons on the mount Jesus said no one can serve two masters either he will hate the one and love the other or else he will be loyal to the one and despise the other you cannot serve God and mammon it can't be done you cannot possibly be loyal to money, financial success, and be loyal to Jesus Christ at the same time. It won't work. I didn't say that. Jesus did. He says you have to choose where your allegiance is going to lie, where your loyalty is going to be vested. You're going to be loyal to one and despise the other. That's just the way it is. You don't have to like it. You just have to understand it. This is truth. He goes on though, Therefore I say to you, do not worry about your life. What you'll eat, what you'll drink, or about your body, what you'll put on, what you'll wear. Is not life more than food? Body? More than clothing? And then he goes on. He says, look at the birds of the air. Consider the lilies of the field. He says, He's like, look at how God takes care of His creation. We're the only ones that worry about these things. The lilies don't worry. The flowers don't worry. The birds, they don't worry about it. Verse 30, If God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is, and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will not He much more clothe you, Oh, you of little faith? Therefore do not worry, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For after all these things, the Gentiles seek. In other words, those who don't know God are focused on these things. They're worried about these things because they don't know God. They don't realize that they have a heavenly Father who loves them and cares about them and and is going to take care of them if they'll just cooperate with them. But you do know. And therefore, let your focus be on your Father. Let your focus be God. Well, verse 33, seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. His love is the main thing. His love is the main thing.
0: Thanks for tuning in today for another edition of Main Thing Radio. We hope Pastor Robert's teaching has encouraged you personally and brought you to a deeper understanding of your Savior. Right now, Pastor Robert would like to take a moment and share how you can be involved in the future of Main Thing Radio.
1: God is using ministries like this one to reach multitudes of people across the nation and the world. And I feel so blessed to be a part of this virtual mission field. I'm also excited to see where God will take us in the future. I'd like to ask you to join us in seeking God's will for our ministry and pray that we'll keep our eyes on Him.
0: Thanks, Pastor Robert. We'd also like to ask you to prayerfully consider supporting Main Thing Radio financially. For donations of $20 or more, we have a special thank you gift to send you. This month's gift is Pastor Levi Lesko's book, Through the Eyes of a Lion, Facing Impossible Pain, Finding Incredible Power. Our lives are not free from pain, even when we're following Jesus with all our hearts. Pastor Levi's book shares how we can still find hope in this world that's filled with pain and suffering. For more information or to contribute, visit MainThingRadio.com and click on Donate at the top of the page. That's all for today, but join us again next time to dive into the Word of God, right here on Main Thing Radio.